0: Secret Spillers and future Secret Spillers, we are so glad you found our
1: pod. I'm Jay and I'm G. Join us on our journey to uncover the secrets behind ethical, sustainable, and health-focused brands.
0: Together, we interview industry leaders and experts who are paving the way towards a more conscious and responsible future.
1: We aim to inspire and empower you to become more informed and conscious consumers from fashion to food,
0: to beauty and biohacking, no topic is off limits.
1: Tune in as we do our little part to make the world healthier, safer, and cleaner.
0: You'll find out with
1: us. There really are no secrets added. Okay, let's spill.
0: The podcasting gods do not, <laughs> do not want us to record it too.
1: <laughs> My Whether- computer does that. If I turn the volume instead of hitting it turn down turn down turn down if I hold down the volume button it goes to zero and then it stays there and I just forget sometimes yeah when I am when I'm tutoring I'm like
0: I'm sorry I need to come back (laughs) to the like small children (laughs) they're like what has happened (laughs) disappeared into the ether um Wait, so you're telling me before we got really interrupted by technology that you just got your elemental bars?
1: Just got them. I'm trying to think yeah. of the second flavor. And I feel like I'm either really good at breakfast, like I do a full uh-huh. protein, egg, sausage, like that thing, or I don't oh, wow. do anything. And I'm excited to like have this be my if I'm not if the timing doesn't work to do like yeah. a, a good breakfast, because it's like a full
0: serving of
1: fats and proteins.
0: Right. Yeah. And it has all the the elemental bars. We just, for those who might be listening and haven't listened to this episode, we just did an interview with Nicole, the founder of elemental superfood that makes these amazing bars. And they have like Nicole was saying, and she talks more about this in the episode, like more nutrients and vitamins and minerals than most people are getting in their actual meals. Even if you're getting like the meal, like you're eating a, a salad or something. Um, they're so thoughtfully, uh, curate, like as curated, the mm-hmm. word thoughtfully sourced and, um, created. So yeah. And they do taste really amazing. And you got the chocolate peanut butter or almond butter, right? Yeah.
1: Maybe I'll go live yeah. and, and do like a live tasting do it.
0: Do it <laughs> for all of our, uh, 130 Instagram followers. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, but yeah, Nicole sent me her favorite flavor, which is like mulberry something, I wanna say. So oh, yeah. I will, I will do a live on that too. <laughs> There's <laughs> some like, <laughs> to creative a full, flavors. Bar, <laughs> full bar uh Instagram account. Um and I'm what's your tea that you're having? I am having what am I having? I'm having mint green tea. So great. Um uh, are you a green tea girl? I don't even know how this about you.
1: Um kind of the the taste sometimes gets me but Mm -hmm. a while ago you and your mom both said the mint Moroccan green tea from Trader Joe's and ever since that's been my
0: jam and what's great about that one too is it's decaf so I love to have Mm. that at night in my tub I like to take every night I'm a big tub girl for those who care, <laughs> tub gang,
1: as I'm am good. I, but I, I
0: yeah. don't have the uh I don't have the environment currently to fulfill that need. <laughs> oh no, yeah, you have a small child who needs you at all times. I that. I have a husband who likes to act like he needs me at all times. <laughs> He's good for an hour
1: I used um, to bathe with Ruth when she was tiny and I could just like hold her mm-hmm. and now that's not the case but I put her in the shower with me the other day and it was hilarious
0: oh, God, <laughs> she just
1: sat cute. on the floor playing
0: <laughs> you're like this is ideal I can't even shower by myself anymore. yeah two for one <laughs> yeah so cute yeah no it's uh, so I like this this is caffeinated green tea but green tea is so good for you I mean I don't right. know if like so eloquently about everything that's good for you but i think what it does is like gets rid of free radicals is that yeah, right Things it that does cancer and other autoimmune disorders and stuff like that they run all these crazy studies you know i'm gonna ask georgia more about this when we interview her but um linking like just one cup of green tea a day to um longevity and health and less illnesses later in life so i'm like hey you know what yeah And, like, think about the
1: cultures that, like, that's just their go-to beverage of choice. Like, Asian cultures are um, healthy and, like, live for a long, long time.
0: I agree with you. The taste is not really... I like green tea by itself. I can't really do. Yeah. It can be
1: like bitter at the back of your mouth. It's
0: not really enjoyable. So, but the mint really like, I love mint tea. I used to drink just regular mint tea. Mm -hmm. um, When I found this brand at Whole Foods that this is the caffeinated, this is caffeinated green tea with mint from Whole Foods, but I also have the decaf one from Trader Joe's. So those are my two go-to teas. (laughs) I love how we're literally doing a tea deep (laughs) dive, And we're taking it very literally. Um, But in the same vein, my mom, when I was in Charleston gave me these, uh, have you heard of raspberry tea? Have you done anything with that?
1: Raspberry leaf tea? Yes. I drank, so it's like really good for women's health. And, Mm -hmm. um, I drank cups and cups and cups of it while, um, you can't drink it in the beginning of pregnancy, but like second trimester and third trimester.
0: Really? It's, It's pregnancy. I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, so essentially, trying
0: kind to of swindle me into being more fertile.
1: <laughs> it will. I mean, yeah. If, if we're if we're doing a if we're doing a tea deep dive, let let's just say I drank a lot of red raspberry leaf tea leading up to conceiving Ruth, and wow. I don't think that was. Uh, I think it was helpful. Well, she so gave it to
0: me under the guise of um, periods, like helping. Yeah,
1: so th- that's what it does. Yeah. It strengthens mm-hmm. your uterus. It it's like strengthening the uterine tissue and muscles and so it helps you have potentially less painful periods but also it helps you like literally give birth like use your uterus so why
0: does it tell you not to have it like when you're newly pregnant but you're supposed to have it to conceive and then you're supposed to have it after like what is going on in that well
1: yeah I mean we could go down a rabbit hole here but essentially nothing is studied you know on pregnant women for medical reasons mm-hmm. however the thought behind that is very conservatively to not cramp your uterus when an egg is attaching you know mm. for potential problems that that would cause yeah
0: well if Raspberry tea makes babies as cute as Ruth. Like I'm going to be mainlining the stuff later when I'm ready to go pregnant. I truly Um,
1: bought it in like loose leaf form. Yeah. Because I was just making it in my little, um, you know, metal loose leaf tea container all the time. Oh my God. (laughs) But I had it in these giant Mason jars and we were living with my in-laws at the time and it truly looks like weed because it's just like loose tea leaves. (laughs) And I felt like I had to like.
0: Explain. Carry my jars
1: up one time and explain like this is what this is.
0: I'm I am not having weed every day to start my day, despite what <laughs> it might look like. Oh, that's so funny. Uh, you are in Portland, so people probably would have been like, that's fine. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> um this is a little bit of a turn but I want to stay on the topic of uh what we are putting into our bodies I feel like a big pain point for Alex and I right now is dinner and like what are we making when are we making it who's making it we're just like because Ruth's schedule and life has changed so much we haven't like caught ourselves in a good um routine meal planning
0: routine cook or like we both
1: love to cook
0: I I grew up cooking um
1: -hmm. so I'm I'm the kind of cook that is like oh we have this this and this let me throw it all together and like just see what happens I do not follow recipes well
0: Wow. That is like the opposite of me. I'm like, oh, we don't have one thing. I guess I have to go to the grocery store and like, <laughs> like I, I like, I'm not good. I have friends like you who like look at the fridge and they're like, oh yes, I can make this, whatever, whatever. I'm like, no, I need a recipe. and I need like 17, $40 ingredients from whole Exactly Foods. that you only use uh, a little bit of. Yeah, it's going to cost me $300 and be less good than the takeout version. That is my cooking philosophy right now. Well, so.
1: sometimes it's to my detriment, yeah. right? Because if I'm like, yeah. oh, we don't have this, I'll sub it with this. And then it's like, mm-hmm. you really should not have subbed it with that. Alex, on the other hand, is like you. He <laughs> did not grow up cooking. He like yeah. came into cooking kind of, mm-hmm. let's see, maybe COVID, but definitely, um, definitely when Ruth was born because I was out of commission. And so- <sighs> he is a way better cook than I am at this point because oh, no. yeah, because he follows recipes and because he <laughs> measures, so
0: sorry, it's not that hard. <laughs> we just, we just follow the recipe. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not my thing. No, I like it. I'm sure you have made some really good. What's your like most best meal that you think you've like just concocted up? Like you have one in memory. It's memory. Um,
1: I feel like I'm one of those people who I do like to follow a recipe to get inspired mm-hmm. and then it sticks in my head and I'm really happy to like adapt it and move forward with it. So something that I make all the time really loosely is like a turkey sweet potato chili. Um, oh, um, I yeah. love it. Obviously love it. we're not in like chili season but yeah I like make a ton of it (laughs) it
0: I literally made chili the other like last week it was like 85 degrees out (laughs) like what is the matter with you like we literally it's like the last the AC in our apartment (laughs) so we can eat this chili like just sweating it was it was kind of gross so how
1: do you guys plan how do you grocery shop how do you plan what it's what's the deal because I need some inspiration
0: yeah. Well, really quickly, let me just tell you that Tom has literally never cooked me anything, and he's gonna listen to this and be like, That's "Oh, not Tom." <laughs> um, but yeah, one time I have two really funny stories. Actually, once we were supposed to look—we like, were newly dating—and I was gonna come over to his apartment. I don't remember Vista's apartments. It must have been like ugh, later in college, like we weren't on campus. But okay. so, like, someone had a kitchen, right? Where yeah. we could actually cook. Um, And I ended up like not being able to come over till later for some reason. And so he was like kind of stuck like making this dinner by himself <laughs> and then I had like and we were making chili ironically that's what made me think of it and so he had he was making this huge amount of chili like by himself I was like supposed to be there and wasn't there and then I think I ended up being like oh just like meet me here for dinner or drinks or whatever it was college so we were probably, like, <laughs> oh, no. me and, and he was, like, I had so much chili I made all like he had enough chili to like feed all of his roommates for like years or whatever and so he's a guy right and they don't have like Tupperware, Tupperware. anything to like store that much chili in. So he literally put it all in giant bags, bags. (laughs) disgusting. And then he kept saying it's this world famous bag of chili, which couldn't sound more (laughs) disgusting, but yeah, anyway, (laughs) after that, we still are a big chili family, but yeah. So he didn't really cook and he doesn't really have time. I can't really fault him for it because Mm -hmm. like he works a ton of hours. And so there's Mm -hmm. just no way it would be like
1: you'd be eating really late
0: yeah, yeah. Or, no, we wouldn't be eating probably we'd be right. really <laughs> because like if I go out of town for like a couple of days or whatever he'll just like eat hummus and crackers or like <laughs> like that's all he'll eat um but how do I so right now is kind of interesting because I am have a lot of free time for this right. my full-time job I um is currently on strike so I'm having a really great summer of uh living my best childless, uh, housewife life. Seriously, I don't have have any children or pets or responsibilities. Um, just me. It's just me here. Um, You just have to feed you and Tom. (laughs) Exactly. So I really love, I'm, I've been kind of embraced that European approach of going to the market every day, every day. Yeah. So I love it. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like, and it unleashes a whole world of possibilities for like what you're going to have. I have so much more than like going like I used to have to do with work I used to go right once like on Sunday usually which is like the worst day to go to the grocery store yeah because it's, like, it's busy and you're stressed exactly so it wasn't did not spark joy and then you mm-hmm. end up with like stuff that you know don't use that goes yeah because you're like ah grab it grab everything literally and then and then you end up with like still needing stuff later in the week that you forgot about or if you just oh I love range. this change So I'm, yeah, I'm going every day and I'm just kind of like deciding like what sounds good. And then,
1: um,
0: as of lately, I don't know if I told you this, but this is a New York city thing that any of our New York city listeners should be aware of. They turned off the gas in our apartment (laughs) for like two months. I've talked about
1: that since you told me, because
0: it's happening. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, is, really? uh,
1: my best friend, Mac is apartment hunting right now. Um, mm-hmm. her, she lives in a tiny place and her partners moved in anyway. She's like, and get this, we were in a building and they were like the gas is turned off by the way. And I said, yeah, I know
0: that happens. Yeah. You would think that that can't happen, but it happens. And we actually count ourselves lucky that we only didn't have gas for like, I think it was two months when all was said and done. Um, because uh, a friend of ours is a building manager in the city. And when we first told him like, Hey, like this is kind of weird. They've they've turned our gas off indefinitely. Like, we're not really sure what we're supposed to do. Um, He was like, you're looking at like six to eight months because the city is so backed up. Like there are th- all these like all this red tape and bureaucracy that the building needs to go through to get like sign off, like that there's no gas leak, that they've addressed it. Like the inspector has oh. to come. It can take like a really long time. So we were we were geared up for a lot of hot plate dinners, but I did get really good at that hot plate. I yeah learned every every uh, uh inch of that thing and like how to best use it. But yeah, so I'm kind of doing. I'm very happy to have my oven back tonight. I'm marinating. Uh, chicken thighs and pesto so oh, I love pesto mm-hmm. I've never marinated chicken with pesto have you Mm-mm. yeah I'm excited for that and then do like cherry tomatoes and pine nuts and like do like a little pesto salad yeah but yeah I mean I'm going to the grocery store daily and so I don't know I feel like I'm not the best person
1: to no ask. I'm in that season too like Ruth yeah. and I walk to new seasons um hmm. Oh, tell me about new
0: seasons, by the way.
1: Yeah, so there are local grocery store. They're across the street. It's a dream come true. They're Pacific Northwest, mm-hmm. you know, local. They're the first and only, I think, B Corp um, grocery That's store.
0: Crazy. So, what is like every brand in there is a B Corp? Basically,
1: or? yeah. Basically, they've like created relationships and vetted all the um, products that that they have, and it. it I think it ultimately comes down to like sourcing in terms of it's, it's predominantly local stuff, especially like in terms of meat and dairy. Um, And yeah, just really cool brands. Like, um, I mean, have we talked about Tony's Chocoloni before?
0: Oh, but really Um, quickly, I want to say for anyone who might not know what a B Corp is, It's um a very hard designation to get as a company, uh, but essentially it means like your company is people and planet before profit. So you have to make sure like the DNA of your company is centered around, um you know, sustainable practices, health practices for humans, health and safety, um, ethical. And, ethical uh, and that's kind of like in layman's terms or in my terms, I'm sure there's a much more serious definition out there. Um, but some examples are like, Athleta is a B Corp. Tom's Shoes is a B Corp. Um, Beauty Counter is a B Corp. Um, those are three. Patagonia. Tony's Chocoloni is a and B Corp. Chocolone, please tell us more. Which
1: I can't believe you haven't had Tony Chocoloni. I will truly make a care package for you right away because we always have a
0: stock of it <laughs> <laughs> a backlog in the yeah. Bullock household. just in case um, it's an amazing name by the way for yeah a brand.
1: so I didn't know and this is what's cool about B Corpse. I feel like you like learn something through them oftentimes that there's a lot of still like human slave labor involved in the chocolate industry oh, god and so their mission is to eliminate you know that through um, their efforts and so yeah. they have you know uh, the paper wrapping on their beautiful bold colors really fun graphics <laughs> and um, but you open it up and you sort of like learn about what's going on and um, how you can be involved and obviously just the the proceeds um, are supporting that but they have it they have it set up so that like a certain percentage of proceeds
0: goes to I assume, I assume
1: so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And obviously they're, you know, um, I feel like they're getting bigger and bigger. And so they'll, they'll be able to, you know, have their hand in that, in the chocolate market. Plus it's just such good chocolate. I'm super snobby about chocolate because being from England, like everything in Europe is better, uh, mainly chocolate. My mom calls Hershey's chocolate,
0: um, dog poop. (laughs) so bad. Uh, she's not mincing words. Yeah. No, it's no. true. Like you spend a good amount of time in Europe and like, the, then you're like, Oh, everything here kind of sucks. Yeah. This this podcast is not sponsored by the U S government, by the US. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, I, we have good friends, you know, my, my best friend, Kirsten and her yeah. fiance, Jack, um, they spent a lot of time in Spain this last year. Um, and they came back to the U S and they were just like, the food here is so disgusting like we didn't even know how disgusting it was and like why we feel so bad and and um it's I think it's because of the food because they for like almost a year they were eating in Spain and the difference is right. just much starker to them coming back to the U.S. after
1: right and like you know mm-hmm. eating cheese is healthier there eating meat is yeah. healthier there like the stuff Nicole in that- and, and the elemental podcast yeah. talked about what did she say gluten yeah Mm-hmm. Um yeah. So we go to new seasons every day and I think it takes a little bit of planning on my end that I need to work on. But Alex really likes the New York Times um recipe app. Yeah. Someone's telling me about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he uses it like exclusively. So we talked about if he picks the recipe and then tells me what we need, Ruth and I go to the market. He comes home, makes the meal that he wants to make. The ingredients are already there. Bada bing, bada boom.
0: Eventually, we train Ruth so she can wheel herself there. <laughs> well,
1: but oh, to go to the store. Well, now, um, she, I let her walk in the store for the first time the other day. Hilarious. But, um, I got one of those like standing towers that kids can stand on to like be Aww. at counter level. So cute. And she helped me make sourdough bread uh, yesterday.
0: Wait, yes, you've started your sourdough bread journey. What happened? You missed the COVID sourdough bread train. You're, um, you're all I didn't miss.
1: I didn't miss the COVID bread train. I okay. I got really good at this, like one pot, no proving bread. Okay. So it was like a really quick recipe. But my Can I do si- this
0: as someone who's never made bread, just okay. There, yeah. great. Okay, <laughs> so I'm the expert. Okay, perfect. Tell me everything. Um,
1: my sister has gotten really good at sourdough bread. And to make sourdough bread, you need a starter, which is essentially um, flour and water that's like been sitting by itself for quite a while. And okay. you have to feed it. So you have to keep feeding it a little more flour and water at certain times and measurements to keep it alive because it starts bubbling and creating all the yeast and like the fermentation that that is the taste of sourdough. Right. Uh so I traveled back with her starter um from Iowa when I last visited her so that
0: I could Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. I'm interrupting a lot, but I just need to know like this starter situation. Like what is this? Like just this, like everyone around the world is just getting starter from their friend and that's how like it there was there like one starter initially and now that's the only way you get it. Like I'm I'm just confused. Everyone, yeah. Oh, I, I got I think... a starter from so and so. Like I don't know. Yeah. I,
1: I think it's kind of magical. That's why I like Sarado. Yeah. Uh-huh. and it's also the food that sustained me during pregnancy so I feel like I have a really like close tie to it
0: yeah no I love sourdough bread that's I, like all I buy because it's, yeah. it's supposed to be like, the best kind of bread for you I think.
1: right because it has like probiotics
0: in it mm-hmm. I don't know I think it's a lot of gluten too right so it doesn't make you feel okay
1: good. okay that makes sense I think yeah. I mean probably sourdough the first sourdough was probably uh And here we go. A little bread history It was probably a mistake that like they left it out too long. But getting a sourdough starter is either like a really cool friendship, like, oh, I got it from this neighbor thing, or it's uh, you buy it on Amazon. I mean, these things can be
0: bought now. No, I need to get my starter from Jeff Bezos.
1: So when, so when I got to travel back with my sisters, it was like so special, blah, blah, blah. I pulled it out yesterday. No, I pulled it out two nights ago because I wanted to make it yesterday and it had gotten pushed to the back of our fridge where Mm -hmm. it was too cold and it had hardened. And I was like, Well, let's just say Ah. I was crying.
0: (laughs) Just let's just say that was the straw that broke the camel's back yesterday. It was.
1: And, uh, but I scooped the top off and I found a little bit at the bottom and I think I, uh, I think I revived it and it's in my fridge. And after we record, I'm going to pull it out and see if it has, cause it needs to like rise a ton in the fridge, prove, uh, I don't know if you're a great British baking show gal. No. I'm not
0: but I feel like I should be
1: you really should be <laughs> yeah.
0: I feel like I would really go down that rabbit hole and like never come back out honestly.
1: it's a beautiful beautiful show yeah.
0: speaking of beautiful shows my god I watched it last night should the I whole know? thing no 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 I watched like too much though I was up to like a midnight watching it because it's like one of those like I'm so bad with watching tv at night for this reason like I try to actually not watch tv at night unless it's a weekend and Tom and I are watching something together because like I just can't stop like I can't like start a series and then like yeah. not watch the episode do you know what I mean so yeah. I, Tom's like what are you doing it's like 12 12 30 at night I'm watching this, this show this Tucker show I'm like I can't look away Georgie it was so great I
1: know so we're talking about shiny happy people and essentially on TLC, the Duggar family, nineteen kids and counting, had a long-lasting reality. TV oh, I totally series. remember watching
0: that show when I yeah. was sitting in high. School, so. Yeah, yeah,
1: mm-hmm. and now you know it's all been uncovered that
0: um, they were harboring pedophiles, essentially, right?
1: Yeah, they were. They were part of a a cult arm of evangelical Christianity, yeah. and yeah, I don't know. I I feel like it was an interesting thing to consider like and this is your wheelhouse like a tv Mm -hmm. network goes in and is like okay we're gonna like document this family this person this industry and how much do how much research do you do ahead of time to make sure that like that's good that you're doing that or is the whole point that you document it and like see what you find like right they were just giving a platform to to such you know, harmful practices for so long.
0: Yeah, I think, well, first of all, I don't have, I don't think I have any experience in reality TV as a huge, as an overall disclaimer for everything I'm about to say. I haven't worked on a reality TV show, but from what I've heard and what I've deduced from talking to people who have and just learning about it a little bit, it's like a a little bit of like the less, you know, or the more drama that comes from it like the better to be on yeah. to be honest for you. I would hate to think that like that network, network executives or people knew this was happening and cuz this was this is seedy and disgusting. Like this mm-hmm. is all criminal activity but you know it happens on you know the real housewives. I don't know if you're familiar but with Salt, the real housewives of Salt Lake City someone was just sent to prison for uh, essentially like this whole crime sc- scheme that was happening like while she was on the show and was kind of uncovered. Oh, wow. Being on the show. Uh, And that's just like one example. I feel like there's tons of them in the reality TV world, unfortunately, but nothing quite as dark as like child abuse. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that people have a moral line, but (laughs) I don't necessarily know if that, if they do, I guess. Yeah.
1: And their, your, your podcast that you love is going to talk about it. They haven't yet.
0: So I was like, you were talk, telling me about the show, shiny Happy People. And um, I have told you a million times, I love this pop podcast, The Pop Apologist. I'm sorry if you can hear all the sirens outside my program right now, but nope. this, is, this is how it is. Um, there are two girls who talk a lot about um, pop culture and they're very funny and witty, but oh my God. I can't <laughs> hear it. You can't hear it? Okay. It's so loud. Um, they are ex-Mormons. Um, and they they have like family that are still Mormon and 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 they're certainly not like um Mormon bashers by any stretch. Um, but they talk a lot about organized religion and they have a very interesting perspective, obviously. Having grown up in a yeah. very um publicized religion that people are fascinated by, mm-hmm. um, they're gonna do a podcast episode kind of doing a deep dive about shining happy people and I'm totally tuning in and I feel like that will be a really great jumping off point for you Georgie I think like to to listen to them I've started um, listening to them oh you have okay I I have. yeah they are fun um, but <laughs> yeah that they are gonna cover it and yeah I mean gosh I do remember watching the show thinking and this was kind of the point which they talked about in the documentary um like that they did seem like kind of a nice family mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. and and that was the point right like for this yeah. uh, is cold like they were the poster children for lack of a better word like to make this like very fundamental religion look um appealing or at the very least like non-threatening to the rest mm-hmm. of society right mm-hmm. uh, and i haven't gotten to the part where i think like the really bad stuff happens yet but they're they're certainly teasing that there's some very dark stuff happening on that set
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just a constant, um, constant reminder that you don't know what's happening behind the scenes, behind the scenes. There's lots of secrets,
0: (laughs) secrets. but yeah, I, I was thinking how you were like, Oh, you're fascinated with cults. That's kind of like you're saying your, your wellness and cults one of my things um, yeah one of your things and I have like a very unhealthy relationship with <laughs> As serial killer documentaries and shows mm-hmm. like I love watching like a good grisly serial killer show like whether it's a documentary or like um what do they call them like the recreations yeah of, like, ones um and it's so funny though because like I like watching it, but then I cannot sleep. Like, and then I'm yeah. so dist- I'm distraught for like 24 hours after watching one of them. And so Tom cannot figure it out. He's like, why do you do this to yourself? Like, it's like you're torturing yourself. And I don't know. I don't know if someone can diagnose me with what my issue is. But... I
1: have a take on that. Okay. Um, a podcast it. that I was listening to uh, mm-hmm. in the car this morning all the way to the science museum. We Can Do Hard Things, my favorite one um well shout out glennon uh who did she have on gia a close friend of hers who is um a big activist in like the um abortion rights world and she was talking about how when your real life is heavy or if there's Mm -hmm. something um which like we could argue that everyone's real life is heavy like everyone's real life has something going on It's actually, so she binges um, Real Housewives to bring it back
0: to ah, that. okay, yeah.
1: And she's like, it's not a bad thing that I'm a feminist who loves Real Housewives. Like that's yeah. my way to remove myself. Like ironically, reality TV, but also something like a serial murder show, yeah. like removes you from reality and you get to like yeah. be in such a train wreck. <laughs>
0: For a little (laughs) bit. Well, at least I'm not a serial killer. Like, (laughs) I just like check out. Yeah. And then when you come back, you're like, okay, (laughs) really? Totally. No, I think that's true. But sometimes I think for me, it's like I'm a control freak. So I like to know like what all the serial killers out there are up to and like what their (laughs) traps are. And so I can like, oh, that's too scary for me. Avoid them at all costs. I'm like, okay never going to a bar again, check, never <laughs> stepping out of my house after like before 6.30 in the morning. Certainly won't be going on a run in Central Park. That seems like a terrible <laughs> idea from everything I've watched so far. Um, so for me, I just get to like go down my checklist of all like ways I can avoid serial killers. And okay. some, I don't know. I should so it's research, do- it's research. Yeah, exactly. But I also used to work for um, uh, Law & Order SVU, which- <sighs> very I don't know if you did you know that that was my first job outside of the page program I don't think I remember um my first job I was an office PA at a law and order SVU um and yeah that writer's room was so crazy to me because like every day all the writers were just thinking of like the The most horrible things murder ever (laughs) I was like you know I don't know if I can I can do this like that's kind of but I did love binging it again it's very binge worthy but I think it was from that place of like you know I need to know what all the criminals are up to I need to I need to be alert anyway that makes me think of did you love
1: um only murders in the building then
0: yes but that's like so murder light it, yeah, it's that's fun for the, that's well, not heavyweights like major. no so, no that's <laughs> for me that's for me <laughs> <laughs> no but it's still fun like I love a murder mystery like a good whodunit mm-hmm love a good whodunit like I, that one that's not so scary like I like to read books like that like where you're like okay. oh, how it ends but I'm not like fearful for my life and the safety of my family like okay <laughs> like the two spectrum <laughs> like of murder stuff <laughs> um but yeah that show I thought they had a really interesting like ability to create a show that was like so light-hearted but still about like something very dark and and wow. the
1: characters, I just love the yeah. idea of like a young Gen Z podcaster meets like two old guys in the same <laughs> apartment building, and they like all love each
0: other. Yeah, they do have really good chemistry, the three of them. actors <laughs> Like, um,
1: and is it Martin Short that's yes, it short. Oh, they're they're both in um, uh, aren't they both in Father the Bride?
0: Are they? Wait, does he play the wedding planner? He's, he's the oh little tin soldier. <laughs> I didn't I literally just put that together. That's so funny. Wow. That is like
1: my I only found those movies Father of the Bride and Father of the Bride 2 in like my adulthood. I didn't grow really? up with those. I think because oh. it was like too early for our American timeline. Yeah.
0: I love those movies. Yeah. They're they're so <laughs> There's some <laughs> Some of America cinema's finest, honestly. <laughs> I mean, anything Nancy Myers touches, I will consider. That's true. That's true. I'm like, such a huge Nancy Myers fan. Like, all of her movies are so, like, like I don't, I, they just make me feel good inside. They're funny, they're smart, they're like family oriented. Like, you can watch yeah. them with your parents to not have to, like, you know, poke your eyes out or, like, say, <laughs> small children and they're so aesthetically pleasing. I mean yeah. oh my God. and like the music, she picks amazing music. The houses are gorgeous. The clothes are gorgeous. The actors are amazing. It's just like chest
1: Oh speaking of uh, family movies you can watch. Yeah. My little peanut is waking up.
0: <laughs> speaking of this is Ben tea time <laughs> <Children> <laughs> 40. which sort of turned into like a media deep dive I don't yeah I don't know what it tea. was um but I, I enjoy it. every minute though yeah me too and Ruth is gonna be like get the hook she's our girl who's like get these two off the mic <laughs> yeah. everyone is done hearing from them <laughs>
1: um as a teaser that I want to talk to you about next time I'm in the need for like a go-to walking sneaker which I feel like as a New York City gal you probably have some some good picks for so keep that in your mind I will
0: and yeah teaser for next time but I'm obsessed with my running shoes obsessed with them obsessed
1: I can't wait to see
0: what they are (laughs) All right,
1: secret spillers, we love you. We love you listening in to a JNG catch up,
0: and uh, just thanks for being with us. Yeah, and if you loved this episode of everything from different types of tea to serial killer doc- documentary <laughs> analysis, um, please give us a five star review, a comment, shout out, sharing your story please. We love you guys. And thank you for helping us continue to grow the pod. See you next time.
1: If you loved this pod, follow, review, or share it with a friend. If you want to share it on your
0: Instagram story or your TikTok, we'd be eternally
1: grateful. Thank you for being a secret spiller. We'll catch you next time.